It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know the deal. Come on. Hey, it's Shantae. And I'm Natalie, and welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm. At the Norfus Firm, we solve people problems. We have the great pleasure of working with employers all around the world on human resources and diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is such a cool place to be in in terms of this episode because we've been talking so much lately about investing. Yeah. We've talked about investing, you know, really in terms of a path to freedom. And so that might be investing your money in things Mm -hmm. that might be investing in, in opportunities for like self care or Mm -hmm. energetic, you know, increasement. So investment obviously applies to a lot of different things, but because we've been talking about investment so much, I recently went to a conference that was investment centered and one of the speakers was Jamari Pinkard, who is uh, the CEO of Pronghorn. And I was so fascinated uh, listening to Jamari speak because he was talking about sort of what Pronghorn does. Mm-hmm. And I really love the way they've described what they do. So I'm just going to read it. Um, they're a company dedicated to cultivating the next generation of black founders, executive leaders, and entrepreneurs in the spirits industry. So like they literally invest in diversity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like super cool because we're usually talking about, hey, you know, we got to be intentional about investing. And like, here we are with this, this really cool opportunity. I'm like, oh, we got to talk to them because it's like, these are the types of example companies. Yes, that we, that people need to know of. They need to know of. um, We always get the, you know, the, we can't find talent or we don't know where to look or we, you know, all of these (laughs) things where it's like, no, there are resources out there. Exactly. They are out there. So it's really great to be able to have a conversation with our guests and, and be able to engage with these companies that actually do amazing, amazing work in this space. Yes. And so with that, I'm so excited to introduce um, Tiffany Gooden. And Tiffany is Pronghorn's VP of Talent and Bridge Building Programs. So she bridge really, building. Love I love bridge building. <laughs> I'm like, this is where you get creative yes. with the title because that lets, allows you to, it, it illustrates in your mind yes. what we're doing, right? Yeah. You might be over here and I might be over here. And if we have a bridge... Mm-hmm. I can I can see us walking, not even a one way walk. Yeah, I walk to your place. side, you walk to my side, yeah. and then we have a, you know, that that thing. So Tiffany focuses on helping to identify talent um, in, in folks who can actually sort of be brought into the spirits industry. Like maybe they don't have all the, the background about the industry, but bringing them in. And I, and I think what I loved about our initial call with Tiffany is that she's got a varied background herself. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of having been in this talent acquisition and DEI space for many, many years, ranging from Yale's business school, mm-hmm. so higher ed, mm-hmm. uh, to being Phillips's first, you know, head of DEI, um, to now where she is today. So, you know, Tiffany, we're so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And so just when we think about putting it all into context, what about pronghorn interests you? Like what attracted you to this, this role where you're helping to build bridges? Um, I think it's exactly what you started off with sharing, right? This 
vision of a world where there's equity when it comes to economic um, opportunities for everyone, and specifically Black people. Um, I think through my own career and the fact that I have had so many opportunities from organizations that have invested in me, that have shown me pathways that I would have never thought about before. And that mission, so it speaks to me professionally as you kind of went through, but then also really personally. Um, and so I wanted to be on this journey. Um, I'm not sure how many folks out there know what a pronghorn is, but it is the fastest land um, animal in North America. Um, the fastest in the world is the cheetah. Um, and in a sprint, the cheetah will win all kind of all day. But the wonderful thing about the pronghorn is that it, um, in a marathon, in a long distance, it will outpace the cheetah. So that's how we think about this journey that we're on, right? We're in it not for the short term, we're in it for the long haul. And we know that um, the end result is gonna be absolutely amazing once we get there. I that The first time I heard about that animal pronghorn was maybe a week or two ago on, a, on another, on a client call where someone wanted that, like I asked them what would be your, your animal from the icebreaker that we did with, all, oh, with yeah. our staff. <laughs> like what would be the animal you'd want to be or come back as? And someone said that and I was like, a prong, what is a pronghorn? I, did, I had no clue what the animal was until about two weeks ago. <laughs> it come up twice. It's like. Well, know. which is actually funny because so Shantae's referencing and we always talk about what are like fun ways to team build. So everybody in, on our team takes a turn on our all staff meetings mm -hmm. coming up with an icebreaker. And our, our head of operations said, uh, what would be the animal you would be and why? And it was like so funny because Shantae would be a panda. I'd be a panda. Absolutely. While we oh, have you, Tiffany. And what, why? What you be? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, because um, they're adorable. <laughs> um, they're bigger bodied. Um, they like to just kind of be chill, zen, which I enjoy. They eat bamboo. They kind of frolic around the forest. And they're fun. Like, they're playful. And I feel like that is me. Yeah. What about you, Tiffany? <laughs> Um, I think for me, I'd probably be a dolphin um, if I had to choose an animal. Um, love the water. So that I think is kind of a clear. Similarly, they're playful, right? They're playful. They're talkative. Um, and I feel like that's it. And then they get to kind of traverse these vast asked regions of water and go to all these amazing places. So, you know, they kind of go from north to south. And I think that that kind of wanderlust or that ability to kind of travel freely is something that appeals to me. So I'd probably go with a dolphin. So I connect on that because my choice would be a bird. Um, but I was told I needed to have be a bird that wasn't prey. I, ah. I didn't think about that when I chose bird. I just thought about it because oh. I could fly everywhere I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And again, that whole travel concept and be, it feels like it would be very free to like <laughs> fly around. All right, so we got off topic, but it's helpful to this this point of connection. Of connection, <laughs> exactly. All the things we talk about, <laughs> but um, and so okay, so you know, Tiffany, I love this idea that we that you're the, we just had an episode on intentionality, and it sounds like the work that you all do is is being very intentional about helping to bridge. The word I again. see what you did there. See yeah. what I did there? That was, yeah. that was cute. Um, where's the gap, the talent gap. And so, uh, you know, if you can really talk to us a little bit more about the thinking that the organization has around um, 
supplying talent and then specifically feeling the need of quote unquote diverse talent or underrepresented talent. Um, what's, what's the approach there? What's the thinking behind the, the need to, to really su- uh, support other clients and businesses in this way? Sure. So this is, I think, the really kind of exciting part. And intentionality is the kind of key word for us, right? As we're partnering with um, the employers all across the spirits industry, so suppliers, distributors, retailers, um, we hear kind of a common theme around the desire to have a more diverse workforce, but just not sure how to kind of achieve that, how to make that happen. So what we bring to them is kind of a three-pronged, and that was intentional um, pun, um, approach uh, to this um, on the talent side. So what we do with them on the talent side is we're bringing, we're raising brand awareness, right? We're raising awareness of this industry. Most folks um, don't know anything about the spirits industry as a place to work. They don't know all the wonderful functions that you'd find in any other large organization exists within the spirits industry. We know about consuming spirits, uh, many of us, um, at the bar, at home, celebrating, but we really don't think about it as a place to work. So the first thing that we're doing is really how do we engage the Black community to know about this incredibly, um, uh, this, this wonderful, exciting, innovative industry. And then I think the second thing that we are focused on is really helping to, and this is where the bridging comes, right? Bridge the gap between folks who may want to go into the industry and what and the knowledge and skills that they might need in order to make that transition possible. So we have kind of talent development programs to help give people that um, spirits industry education. It is a highly regulated industry. So it is one that there are great transferable skills that you can bring to the table, but having that knowledge of how the system works, even those three tiers that I mentioned earlier is really helpful. It helps you to feel more comfortable when you're interviewing. It helps you on the first day of the job to kind of know exactly how you can take the skills that you kind of gained in other industries and apply it. And then I think the third thing, and this is really where um, I think our partners lean in on, uh, on us with and where they're intentional is recruiting. I'm sure you all have heard, well, I don't know where to find Black talent. Um, and we know that Black folks make up, what, 12 to 15% of the population here in the United States. We are out there. We're in amazing jobs, amazing careers, and doing things. So what Pronghorn does is to help put a finer point on that for our, for our partners. We help to connect where the Black talent is and those job opportunities. And so we're out there at the National Black MBA conferences. We're out there at the National Society of Black Engineer conferences. We're going to be at Executive Leadership Council um, next week in order to help recruit, to share the story about, um, about the spirits industry, but also to connect that Black talent who's looking for new opportunities to those open roles that are in the industry. So we're trying um, kind of those three primary approaches, but there are always ways that we, we have recruitment mixers. We're really trying to bring the community and bring the culture together to with the, um, with the industry um, executives, the industry professionals, and just to learn more about the industry in general. What I love about this is it it sort of starts to sort of, especially when you look at this model, right, where we're going to A, educate people on opportunities that they may not be aware of. I think it's an important piece. Mm-hmm. B, we're going to um, really get out here and, and try to connect folks uh, to people who can help them build the skills they may not have, or at least the knowledge that they may not have to be ready for the jobs. And, and then three, on the other side, employers, we're going to introduce you to some folks that we know. To me, it's sort of like a really holistic approach. And it really does get at the thinking of if you're being intentional, 
Like what are the, what are all of the puzzle pieces that are necessary, right? So you want a certain result and it sounds like Pronghorn approaches it sort of like any other business and initiative. Like how do we sort of project manage this if we're thinking about it as a big overarching goal? It's like, what are the, the pieces that go with it? And I think that gets at what we talk about a lot of, it's, it's sort of intentionality and action. But again, if we just, again, try to like take some of these words and make them uh, sort of apply them more, it's just like, you have to have a plan. Right. Right. And this is sort of like, you can't just like leave it up to happenstance. Fun fact, 76% of millennials say that they'll leave their company if there are no diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives offered. At a time when attracting and retaining talent is a top priority for company leaders, DEI couldn't be more critical. Reach out through thenorfusfirm.com to learn about implementing an effective DEI strategy. Yeah, I think you have, you have to have a plan and the right partners. So, so it's like, you know, cause we hear, as you said, that we don't know where to find talent. We don't know what to do. And we always encourage folks to, to really, uh, think about their pipeline. But then part of pipelining is again, knowing where the resources are and how to, how to get to the, to the, to the talent. And so I think, you know, you all show up as partners in that kind of, right. in that kind of equation, mm-hmm. partner plus pipeline. So how do you, how do you think about pipelining? yourselves and then how do you support your clients in that 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 initiative that pipelining type of activity sure um and so i think as we kind of shared a little bit we're trying to build this ecosystem of black talent right um at the executive level at the mid-career level kind of folks who are just coming out of of undergraduate or university we're trying to kind of have everyone across the ecosystem understand and know about the opportunities that exist in the spirits industry and so the way that we kind of help our partner organizations as a, a diversity talent partner for them is getting into spaces that they may not even know that they need to be in so so many people are thinking about hbcus and you often hear about kind of the big players in the HBCU space, um, but there are over a hundred HBCUs around the country, right? Um, we have um, some of our, our employer partners, they're looking to hire talent in Kentucky. Well, Kentucky State is right there in your backyard. Let us help you by getting on campus, by recruiting those students, by introducing them to opportunities that are in that space. The same could be said um, kind of in almost every major city, especially as you kind of are on the East Coast, right, in the Southeast, there are opportunities to find those pools of talent. If it's not an HBCU, oh, do you know about inroads? Do you know about kind of um, prep for prep if you're in the New York City area? Do you know about these organizations, um, the consortium um, for graduate study and management? We do, and we can help make sure that the folks who are going through that, this incredible talent is connected to those opportunities and knows more about what you're able to do. So I think what we do is we serve as that kind of glue in between the employers and where we absolutely know that talent is. is vast pool of black professional talent out there. We serve as that kind of connector um, between the two. And I think that's kind of the, that's where the magic happens. That's how we're able to answer that question about, well, I can't find the talent. Well, we know where that talent is. We know the networks that they are connected to. Let us help bring you all together. So there's, wow, there's so many important things about that. One, it hits on, it hits on your point of having the right partner, right? Because you need a partner who has the expertise that you all have, right? You you have to sort of come to like, and that gets at 
like you need experts, yeah. <laughs> right? That gets at like your partners really need to be experts in, in the work you're trying to accomplish. The other thing that comes to mind is something that we've talked about so much over the years. And I've been talking about, gosh, for a long, long time is that because we have so much of these structural inequities that predate and pre-exist someone coming to your workplace, while employers don't have the job of fixing all of that, they do have to reach out sooner, right? So I think that's sort of what you're getting at mm -hmm. is if you're going to, you know, sometimes it's even pre-college prep programs, right? Where you're, you're putting that, that sort of bug in people's ears earlier it may not yield you an employee tomorrow, but if you sort of find a way to stay connected to people when you meet them sooner and you educate them sooner about the value proposition that your company offers, they're going to keep you in mind and they're going to be someone that, you know, will, will hopefully be a fan of you when they can work for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think what that sort of leads me to is what's your reaction when people are like, but we need to do, we need all these people like yesterday. We need like way more black talent like yesterday. What's, what's your reaction or, or the way in which you sort of talk to folks when they're coming with that sort of proposition? I think we were talking about the, uh, the pronghorn, right? This is a marathon, not necessarily a sprint because what I do find, um, and this is, goes back to intentionality, is that you can recruit on college campuses kind of all day long. You can get really great college um, talent, but if you are not kind of nurturing talent within your organization, all you're going to do is see them kind of leave after two or three years, and then you're in the same position, and then you're going back to the well, and you're kind of doing it all over again, and not really seeing kind of the movement that you want to see. You're not seeing the diversification of the workforce that you're really looking for. So I do think, in addition to thinking about kind of what you're doing for recruiting, we encourage our, our, our partners, our employers, partners to think about what sort of culture are you fostering within your organization let's connect with your ERGs right understand a little bit better about what can we do to support a more inclusive culture within the organization so it's not just kind of bringing in talent it is also retaining the talent that you have within your organization that's how I think we address that versus constantly thinking about getting talent kind of rotating through not to mention you also like there are reputational kind of risk that end up happening when talent comes they don't feel like it's a very inclusive place they don't see a path forward for themselves in the organization and they cycle out then it makes it potentially a little bit more difficult to get that next hire to kind of come into the door so i think that it is not just stopping at recruiting but it's also thinking and kind of looking inward and thinking what can we do to make sure that this is a really um, inclusive and supportive place where everyone feels a sense of belonging so um yes we can try to help you find that talent but i would say maybe shift that question a little bit if i were talking to an employer around don't think about kind of necessarily how much more talent can you get in the door, but what can you be doing also to retain the talent, the really wonderful talent that you have? A word. <laughs> and we did not pay her to say this, y'all. Okay. <laughs> we didn't, but it's, oh. <laughs> we talk about oh, yeah, am I, am I, I'm kind of reiterating. Yeah. I mean, we okay. talk about it a lot because it's like, you know, if you, if you focus on doing it well in the first place and thinking about, you know, the life cycle of an employee, Recruitment is like one small part, hopefully, of the life cycle of that employee. And so when I'm listening to you, it just brings me back to you got to think about the full cycle. Like if you're looking at a circle, you can't just do like one eighth of the circle and be like, OK, so like what's what's the deal? 
Yeah, it's it completely ties it back to the investing. This is an investment in the long. People, I guess, okay, so they're short-term investments and they're long-term investments financially, right? We get that. But if any of the like training that we get around investing, it's the mindset of it is for the long haul. Regardless of the strategy, you want to be in it. Right. You want it. It's a constant activity and you're constantly like, okay, looking at how are things performing? What What's happening with our numbers? How are we growing or where are we not? So you're investing time, you're investing energy, you're investing money. And it really is like, you know, more than just the actual tangible thing. It's really all the energetic things that go into that as well, which speaks to the investment piece, I think. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, especially the way Tiffany, you've been describing it, investment is a very holistic word, mm -hmm. right? It's not just the, the dollar investment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tiffany, when we, when we talked um, last week, one of the things that really came to me in listening to you sort of talk about this work is this concept of access. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that was really sort of clear to me in, in my in-house role as a chief diversity officer, especially just because we had a focus on, on, on black business owners is that there's an access issue often right? And it might be access to information. It might be access to resources. And I think sometimes employers are not even sort of aware of that barrier, right? How would you say that the work that Pronghorn does addresses access? I mean, I think that's kind of built in to all the programs that we've created, right? We're thinking about what's the barrier that folks are having and getting in. I'll use a really great example. We have a program that we call Spirits Prep, and it's meant to prepare mid-career professionals um, to enter into the spirits industry, um, um, specifically into kind of the corporate fun corporate um, areas in the, in the spirits industry. And the way that we came up with this program was that we talked with our employers. Where are we seeing, like, you going out there to recruit talent, where are you seeing the disconnect? Where are they not, are they not coming in at the very beginning? Are you having them in your interview process and you're losing them there? Are you giving offers and, and they're and they're kind of dropping out there? Really understanding kind of like the data. So that's a little bit hard. That's like I think a first step that for some employees is a little bit hard to kind of look inward and see, okay, where are we seeing this kind of leakiness in the funnel? Um, and then building a program that's going to open that up, that's going to provide access. So we're hearing, well, one of the things that we heard was um, that oftentimes um, in the spirits industry, there is an expectation that you have previous spirits experience in order to be able to get into the industry, right? Spirits industry is not alone in this. Um, as you mentioned, I've kind of worked across many other industries, and this is something that I think, especially for regulated industries, is, is a, some, it's a phrase that you hear um, pretty often. Well, the challenge with that, if you're really trying to diversify your workforce, is that if you already have a small population um, of Black people, of people of color, or people from underrepresented backgrounds, and you require them to have that experience or that education beforehand, then you're just really kind of shifting seats. You're not really bringing anyone else new. You're not opening up access. You're just kind of moving people from one organization to another. So we thought to ourselves, what can we do to kind of break that cycle? And so we partnered with um, the kind of trade 
Association for um, the Spirits Industry to say, what are the key concepts that folks who are going into the industry need to know? So let's provide access to Black talent who has amazing technical skills, but let's just guilt, let's fill in that gap of that education that they may not be familiar with, um, the lingo that they may not be familiar with, um, and then that kind of access to that knowledge will help them to be a much more successful when they're trying to make that transition. So we did that at every stage in the career um, path as well, from early career to mid to executive. What is the thing that we can do to unlock access for people? What are we hearing is that barrier? Um, and let's provide that. Um, and one thing that I want to kind of mention for anyone who might be interested is that will we provide this to Black professionals free of charge? So. Our programs are there for them, and we don't want to create any additional barriers to entry. So our spirits prep program, um, once you complete the program, the program for you um, is was free. And that's an amazing thing. You have a certificate um, that says that you have knowledge in the spirits industry. And now that makes you so much more a competitive applicant when you're thinking about applying to jobs in the industry. So we did that kind of across the ecosystem, but that was one example. Come on with the equity. Come on with the investment. <laughs> I love it. Right? Like, jeez. And I mean, it, there's so many things that come out of this wow. for me, especially that idea of you have to have the experience. I, I know we talked a little bit about this of, well, you didn't know this when you started, right? Like you didn't have the experience right away. Like there isn't anyone is sort of like born into knowing these things. Mm -hmm. And so I think what, what you're talking about in terms of what you all are doing, the gap, like identifying the gaps, which is so huge wow. and finding the ways to sort of get around this idea, but they're not there. They're there, but with invest um, and getting, and getting them to know us and what we do. But I think it's also just this idea of um, that intentionality, right? Like where it's like, we can, we can go back and forth all day long on a hamster wheel of, I can't find them, but they're there. Oh, but they're that. It's like, okay, no, we're just gonna. And can I tell you that I love that? Because you, t you all are taking that off the table. So it's like, right. okay, so now what? Exactly. What, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the reason why this can't look different now? Exactly. Because we found the talent mm -hmm. for you. We're supplying you the talent. And we're training them. And we're training, like, Yes. So it's sort of a way to sort of exactly. take away those excuses. Love that. Okay. I get real sad when we get to this point because <laughs> I love this conversation, but we're, we're, we're at that time. Um, I think there's some really practical, really, really practical ways in which pronghorn is showing up that I really hope folks can learn from, because if you sort of like, I think you had talked about at some point, um, this idea of you're creating a template, right? Like, this concept doesn't only work in spirits, spirits industry right. to put it in the positive. This concept would work across multiple industries. Right. And so um, I really applaud your efforts. And, and I love again, I'm so in love with this title of a bridge builder because mm -hmm. it's really what we're what we continue to talk about when it comes with the equity and, and, and the like. So if we kind of wrap here in terms of like, what is sort of the key takeaways from all of this? Um, I think the, the first is, um, we, as we often say, you got to be intentional. And what intentionality looks like here is understanding data, mm -hmm. right? What is, what is the story here and the problem you're trying to solve? What are the gaps in getting from where you are to where you want to be? Yep. Right. That's that, that intentionality piece. Be willing to educate. Mm -hmm. 
that's two. I have a one thumb up, but it's really <laughs> two, two at this point. Um, uh, educate folks, right? Everyone may not be aware of what you do. Um, get to them sooner so that you can build this pipeline and people, you have fans before they might be ready to work for you. Um, and three, investment looks like multiple things, but really around creating resources to people. Um, and, and when you're creating resources for them to be um, impactful, um, they have to also break down barriers that oh, people yeah, experience, right? And so, wow, Tiffany, we really appreciate just how practical you are and, and all of the sort of value you brought to today's conversation. For those listening, yeah, you could uh, find us on our website, thenorvisfirm.com, under podcasts. You can go to YouTube and subscribe. You can find us on all the socials. All of them. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, like and subscribe. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. I feel like we're everywhere. So just... <laughs> Do we're out here in these streets, y'all. Do a search. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, and if you have topics that you want us to cover, please DM us, send us messages. We're happy to uh, give you what you need. Yeah. All right, y'all. See you soon. Bye. Here it is.